Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents... Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? and get your vaccine. Vaccine, vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sup Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. It's us today. They've left us in charge Just of the pod. <laughs> I know. I feel like um, like risky business. All the adults <laughs> left in... It's yeah. just the dumbass kids. But mm-hmm. you know, risky business. Listen, I thought it was just like a cute teen movie. No, Tom Cruise is running a prostitution ring in his house. Yeah, I I remember the first time I watched that. I was like, oh, is that what this is about? And that is, yeah. I mean, that's a risky business. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> legalized sex work. Is yeah, absolutely. And like it should, it doesn't need to be as risky. No. We could mitigate some of those risks, but at the time mitigate in the 80s, the certainly. Business, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mitigate the risky business. Yeah, that can be the reboot, is that it's just like a bunch of young women who are operating like an ethical and legal uh, brothel in Nevada. <laughs> there was this... Um, uh, movie called the babysitters or something or hot babysitter and it's like a prostitution babysitter ring and um, okay in this like one town and then like the girl who started it um and they're like i think in high school or something which is like but the girl is this who started based on a real is this a real thing that happened or just a movie i don't think so but okay um, good i was like um what well i think like i think it started off with like she was babysitting and the dad had an affair with her and then he gave her $200 and then she's like, oh, I can do this. And, and there it goes. And then it ends with her dad being one of uh, being a customer. Wow. Well, that's a and tale as old as time. Tale as old as time. All right. So I wanted to kick things off today. I'm, I'm playing the role of Amanda today. Um, so uh, I wanted to start off talking, you know, Thanksgiving, it's coming up. Do you, what are your plans if, if you want to share them? Yeah, no, I got a new puppy and I'm really happy about that. Yay, so exciting. Yeah. I guess now it's time to announce that we're, me, Danny and I are also getting a new puppy. And that yes. was the expansion of the SUP family that we alluded to last week. Yes, Betches Pups is what it should be called. <laughs> yeah. The Betches Pups Podcast. Betches Pups Podcast. <laughs> Let's Put that in the idea bank. Around. Copyright that. Copyright that, huh? <laughs> Betches Pups. Um, yeah, so I, I, my plan is, you know, I do have a crazy life. I'm constantly doing shows, yada, yada, yada. But I'm like, oh, you know, I'll use this time in the holidays to, like, get the dog acclimated and all this stuff. And then hopefully by... 
Chris, you know, by January, it's like potty train and stuff. But for the holidays, I'm for Thanksgiving, I'm going to like hang out with some friends at a bar and get drunk. And honestly, holidays in New York are the best because it's all like the estranged scumbags. <laughs> it's like all the bars are all mostly guys and they all have mommy issues and they're all terribly hot. And the sex is great. <laughs> the so hot you leftovers. Say, oh, my God. The hot leftovers. The hot. It's like. I guess, you know what? It's like Marshall's. It's like, you know, really good discounted stuff. That's a little slightly damaged. Yeah, you got to wade through some stuff that's like, I don't know what, what this is. I don't know who would wear this for what occasion and why, but I'm going to buy it because it. it's seven ninety nine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's but seven ninety nine. It. Yeah, um, Danny and I are doing Christmas in New York, so we'll be with the estranged scumbags. We are going to New Jersey for um, Thanksgiving, but the reason I bring all of this up is for our first bit of news, which is that Target announced yesterday that it will no longer open on Thanksgiving from now on. So previously, due to the pandemic, Target had closed its doors on the holidays last year, along with other big retailers retailers like Walmart, Best Buy, and Dick's Sporting Goods. But unlike those other realty retailers, Target has announced that from now on, it will no longer open its doors on Thanksgiving. I think a lot of those other ones are still not open on this Thanksgiving, but they like reserve the right to go back to making you work on Thanksgiving in the future. Um, and CEO Brian Cornell said, what started as a temporary measure driven by the pandemic is now our standard. And he said they made the decision after visiting stores in New Jersey and New York where retail workers told them that they enjoyed being... I'm sorry, I like can't even read this sentence. He had to be told by, he, he went and visited the stores and the workers told him, you're not going to believe it, Millie. They told him that they enjoy being able to spend time at home on Thanksgiving. Well, who'd have thunk? Who'd have fucking thunk? He, you know, and, and that's the thing, that, that's something that he couldn't have known unless he had gotten in there and gotten right into the stores. Elise, <laughs> you've just literally explained seasons one, two, three, four, five. Of the show Undercover Boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, my employees don't love working all the time. <laughs> my employees don't love being exploited. There was one, um, so yeah, basically Undercover Boss is like, they put the CEO in prosthetics and then make him work like three shifts as like the lowest and like different departments in the thing. Mm -hmm. And one of them... Um, and then there's always like a mean employee that they get and they fire or whatever, which whatever. But then, <laughs> what, yeah, one of them was the guy who runs, runs waste management and they put him on a, on, a, on a garbage truck route. And then they're like, he's like, I have to pee. And they're like, okay, and pee in this bottle. And then he's like, yeah, what? You don't let you us don't pee, have... my dude. Yeah. And then he's like, you guys don't have, and it's like, no, these, we've told them multiple times that this is like unsustainable. And it's just like, wow, you really had to like, be with her pee, which they like kind of didn't really make you do um, just to like have compassion for people. Like, well, yeah. So uh, this is actually like some states have actually have laws prohibiting big box stores from opening on Thanksgiving. Maine, Massachusetts and Rhode Island all have those laws. So New England is yeah. <laughs> New England is well, they're like, no, children. well, Thanksgiving. Exactly. They're like, we're not fucking with Thanksgiving. This is our day where we celebrate our crimes <laughs> we did. yeah and i mean you know as a consumer have i been to a store on thanksgiving yes but if you plan it well if you know that it's gonna close 
then you'll fucking make other arrangements. So you're like, oh, I have well, to like, buy everything ahead of time. Exactly. And like you you went to stores on Thanksgiving because they were open on Thanksgiving. If you knew mm-hmm. no stores were open on Thanksgiving, you would have, like you said, made another arrangements. And I, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because my mom has always worked retail my entire life and like kind of worked every single job in the stores along the way. And so as a result, she always had to work on Thanksgiving. And I remember when I was a kid, it wasn't as bad. But then starting when I was in like from high school to college, it started to get crazy how early she had to be like in the store on Thanksgiving. And it's like she was missing half of dinner or like she couldn't like she couldn't stay for stuff after. She couldn't really participate in Thanksgiving at all. And it like I noticed that the trend got worse as I got older. I don't remember that always being the case. And and it's funny because, like, when I was younger, my mom would have been really working, like, front of house in the stores, like, actually, like, at the register and stuff. But it got... that The older I got, the worse it got. So I think it's good to see... It's it's really sad that this like holiday that's supposed about be be that's supposed to be about being like grateful for what you have or whatever has been like completely co opted by capitalism to where it's like no you need to buy items as early as humanly possible on this day or like Black Friday or whatever like or the sales like it's just crazy my mom um she works in a be- you know the hair industry she always mm-hmm. owns salons so she would always like be really big like christmas thanksgiving those are her busy times she never worked thanksgiving day but it was also just like she'd be fucking exhausted she got home at like 10 p.m from a salon and then um she wouldn't like it was crazy to me that people eat thanksgiving dinner at 1 or 2 p.m because like that's kind of when my mom starts cooking because like she's so exhausted from the day before um see we were the opposite where it was like we had to have our dinner early because my mom had to be in the store like literally with her like little apron on ready to get like trampled by people who need to buy like wrapping paper or whatever the fuck but like (laughs) it's it really is I, I think it's an interesting conversation to think about like what we expect of like employees of places during the holidays yeah because even like My husband, Danny, works in, like, online retail. And starting around the holidays, it gets so crazy. And people are so, like, wild toward him via email that it, like... I don't know, like, he's he's had conversations with me about being, like, it really, like, dampens the holidays for me because I have to deal with so many, like, hateful and angry people that are yelling at me about, like, menswear and like it makes me feel sad it makes me like go into the holidays feeling like i don't i don't feel like brotherhood and joy with my fellow man yeah no i feel that i used to work this is a little different but i used to work in an ad agency and like christmas would be such a big fucking holiday but in order for everything to launch by christmas we have to do all these like crazy ass photo shoots and video shoots in like october so that it's edited and ready by christmas so i've like by fucking Christmas, I would be so burnt out um, by Christmas. I'm just like, I don't even care anymore. And then another thing, too, that I was thinking about, like, online retailing and holidays, there's the away luggage. Do you remember that? Like, away yeah. luggage. It was, like, luggage that had a USB yeah, for it. They and have, it's like they, a well, I know what the luggage is, but I remember they also, they had, like, an, like, 
some kind of I don't know. There was like a, a scandal with them. Work exploitation scandal. Right. Okay, that's what it was. Where they like underpaid customer service work. There's like a really really long business insider piece or whatever um, about how they like treated their workers and how yeah like they. Um, the, like never they would never get a holiday off like especially it's just like i don't know it's like if you sell out you sell out you know or i yeah I, I well it's i mean it's part of kind of this greater like labor rights conversation that's happening in general which is like what about the like we we expect so many people to like subsidize fun and fancy holidays for us by not getting holidays for themselves. You yeah. know, like we, it, like where, where are our values? Cause in like, I mean, there are jokes about like in Europe or in France or whatever, like there are so many holidays and nobody works on them. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like, that was kind of like the criticism of June for Juneteenth being a holiday. Mm-hmm. Is that like, Black people disproportionate or like whatever are like more likely to work jobs that won't get Juneteenth off. And it'll <laughs> yeah, so just be like-, like white office workers all off on Juneteenth. And then Well, I know, but it's it's because like America has such a weird I mean, we're like work addicted or whatever. So we have such like a weird relationship with even having a holiday where it's like we have all these holidays that like only like nobody actually just actually gets off on a lot of these holidays like most of the time if you're a retail worker you work in a restaurant or you work in like um like a coffee shop or whatever like a lot of times you're gonna still be working or a lot of other jobs or and it's it's interesting because it's not like that in other places like other places their holiday is actually their holiday i remember watching a documentary about the building of disneyland paris Mm. and it was like the American contract, like, the American builders were always getting pissed off because the schedule was always being, like, delayed because France has so many holidays. And, like, the workers were like, no, we're not working. It's the holiday. Yeah. Also, <laughs> like, even aside from, like, the actual holidays, like, all those jobs in Europe, like, their vacation policy is incredible. They get, like, yeah. six weeks off, one month. You know, it's crazy, which is, like, that sounds crazy, but it's, like, Actually, no. Like, if you're doing your, you do yeah. need six weeks off. Like, yeah, and you like. I mean, it shouldn't have to be that your boss has to do an undercover boss to realize that you want to spend Thanksgiving with your family. Like, that's insane. Terrible. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying, he loves airplanes, he loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, 
Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same, with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, I'm going to move us along to our next topic. Um, This is is the topic that Millie picked. (laughs) So... Two longtime Fox News correspondents, Stephen Hayes and Jonah Goldberg, have resigned over Tucker Carlson's three-part series on January 6th called Patriot Purge. I'm genuinely surprised that there isn't already a Purge movie called Patriot Purge, but I guess he um, That's beat him not to that one. far off from their names. Like, it's all, like, some crazy I know. shit like that. It's like Patriot Election, da, da, da. So I, I was like, I the thought they would have gotten Patriot Purge. They really blew that one by not getting but Patriot Purge. Purge is like very leftist. Yes. Messaging. So. Yes. So I think Patriot, I would actually think that the, I'm sure the Patriot Purge movie, I think would actually have some interesting commentary if it was coming from the Purge franchise. Yeah. The Tucker Carlson Patriot Purge, not so much. So basically these two uh, correspondents, they said that they resigned over Carlson's series because it is based on incendiary and fabricated claims that could lead to even more violence. Goldberg told NPR, it's basically saying that Biden, the, that the Biden regime is coming after half the country and this is the war on terror 2.0. It traffics in all manner of innuendo and conspiracy theories that I think legitimately could lead to bi- violence. That for me and for Steve was the last straw. According to five people with direct knowledge of the resignations, they reflect a larger conversation at Fox with senior anchors like Chris Wallace expressing concern over the network's willingness to allow false information to air on its platform. The network's leaders told Goldberg that once Trump left office, the incendiary claims would stop, but they've only continued. And Patriot Purge is one of the most recent and most disturbing at all. So this thing that he aired, it's three parts. And basically it says that like January 6th was a false flag operation that was put together so that the Biden administration can arrest conservatives and go after conservatives. And Tucker Carlson has the most watched news commentary show in America on the most watched news network in America. Crazy. And like, I thought that they were Antifa. So which is it? Like, didn't he say that those the, the January 6th people are, are Antifa? And then it's also like, why don't you say that to the fucking officer? Like, people are dead. 
I know. Well, yeah. People and are it's dead. Like, it's very weird because it's like, it's the same people who will be like, okay, Ashley Babbitt, the woman who was shot, like, she's a hero, but also they're all Antifa and it's a false flag. And, and they're, they're one of us, co- the conservatives. It is, and Kyle like, Rittenhouse is right. I, I don't understand, like, the logic between, like, Kyle Rittenhouse should have got been not guilty and also Ashley Babbitt should have not been killed. Like, yeah, and it makes no sense. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's like hit, it's like killing a cop while holding a back the blue flag. Like it makes it doesn't the cog. It's really all just about as we saw with Rittenhouse and with this. It's all about like being able to maintain white supremacy. So if the cop is actually defending against white supremacy, then we're not backing the blue anymore, are we? Well, it's also interesting. I mean, this was like a whole other thing too, like a little off topic, but like, yeah, like. That, that was the thing that people said about the two guys that were killed in the protest was like they were both white, but they're no longer right white when they're standing up for, you know, the rights of non-white, you know, it's like yeah, or you lose yeah, your whiteness. Exactly. Or they're caught in the crosshairs of a battle over whiteness. Then it's like, OK, you're you're expendable as well. But it's I think this is really scary because like to me, the craziest thing about all the like rewriting of history on January 6th is like. We watched it on TV. We watched it live, literally live. So to see, and and also like, clearly there like there was a rally full of known Trump supporters who like are pictured there. Like they're not Antifa. Half the Trump people that was there. Yeah, like and half the people that they've arrested have like years of history as right wing people, and there are pictures of them in the Capitol, so it's it's really scary to see the level of, like, falsehood that can actually be put out that will be accepted. And it's also, like, I think, I mean, you know, I was watching Succession, and, you know, the last episode was super disturbing, because it's literally, like, how they choose the conservative president, and, like, they had like a more moderate or a more bland, but then they went with the most fascist, crazy one. And it's all because like the lo- the Roy's, which are like, you know, the Murdoch's like whatever, mm-hmm. just want to make money. And they know that like one is going to be more like they have no morals. It's all about money. And it's like they don't care that these people are actually killing people. They don't care about the consequences of their actions. They fucking like. And they, most of them don't even believe this shit. No, they don't. Tucker Carlson probably like does not believe that. Half Tucker the shit Carlson that he actually says. probably knows for sure that this shit he's saying isn't true because he's actively part of making it up. So like, and also like the the COVID thing and like just but like it's just at what point it's diff it's so hard because it's like how do you even deal with people like this who like have no morals like don't care about affecting people's lives negatively they just want to make money like how do you battle that i mean it's it's really really tough because even here these guys who left fox are saying like that the network had told them like yeah we're gonna calm it down and then they were like oh no actually we can make way more money by turning the heat up so they're gonna do that so it's like when it's it's really tough and it's it's why you know, not to constantly be harping on Democrats, but it's why we really need them to be, like, actually doing things. And, like, because the Republicans are not good-faith actors. The Democratic Never. Party, even with Manchin and Cinema, who I think are basically Republicans in, at this point, it's like the Democratic Party makes up 
not only all of rational politics, but all of anyone who might even potentially be a fair actor in all of this stuff. So it's like, how do we get... I feel like it's like they're completely united on doing all this stuff and we just sit there and be like, wow, that's really bad. It's really bad that they put that on TV. That sucks. And it's also like, yeah, they, they're they all together. And it's also like how... Because people are like, oh, left or we got to meet in the middle. How do you meet in the middle with people who don't care about the truth? How do you meet in the me- middle with people who don't know any facts, you know, or, like, don't care about facts. Well, and it's also people who are, they're coming to the middle to draw you to the right. It's, like, a false thing. Like, they, they like, they, like, meet you in the middle, and then they grab you and pull you over to the right. Like, it's a trap. They just pretend, like, like, they pretend they're going to negotiate with you, and then they pull the football, and they catch you in a little net. Yeah, which is, like, that's why it's hard, because it's, like, okay, Everyone talks about how divided this country is and all that stuff. But I'm not sure the solution is, like, meet in the middle. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's why we have to stay all the way left and fucking promote communism. And then let these assholes. (laughs) So then somewhere in the middle is, like, whatever the fuck democracy. Well, yeah, I agree. (laughs) So is that where we're going to end on our episode is that we just end with promote communism? Leave that to Amanda. (laughs) Poor Amanda. Shouldn't, yeah. have got, hey, Amanda. shouldn't have flown out. Hey, hey, Amanda. Sorry you went on vacation for once. Um, like the like the Target employees. Uh, we use the podcast to promote communism, and then now we're kind of out. So. Well, promoting communism, whatever. If we promote communism, it'll end in socialism, and then that will be great. And, that's... I'm, I'm, and I'm talking about mild socialism like they have in mm-hmm. Europe, where yeah. everyone has nice things, but everyone has health care. And also, going back to the beginning, we get our holidays. And we get our fucking and holidays. We get our fucking holidays. We need All a right. six week vacation. We need so Amanda, a six week vacation. Amanda, be gone for six weeks. It'll be a completely <laughs> different pod when you come back. <laughs> yeah, the pod will be canceled by the time you go back, but take those six weeks, Amanda. <laughs> take those six weeks. It'll be called Betches Pups. We'll have <laughs> our dogs, be dogs barking. <laughs> dogs will be barking at the news. Mm-hmm. I think last week I suggested we add a baby to the podcast as well. So by the time Amanda comes back, it'll be a bunch of dogs and a baby. We listen. Um, and guess what? Guess who Guess who posts content the most? Dogs and babies. Exactly. 100%. And, we'll and we'll still out. have more editorial standards than the then Tucker Carlson program or any of yeah. Fox News' programs. All right, guys. That's, the, that's our show. Until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. Betches Pops. <laughs> the Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.